everybody and welcome to the sixth episode of the JLG Grey's Anatomy podcast. My name is Jessie and today we're going to go over the finale of Grey's Anatomy for um, season three. Right, I almost said four, but it's not. It's season three. Okay, so uh, we're going to go over the recap first as per usual. So we start out and the chief is describing his job while um, we see Adele... Uh, Joe, the girl that's having the babies that Joe might possibly be able to adopt. And um, he's talking about sacrificing family, his family, for other people's family to save other people. And so, and um, then we come to Callie, who's writing Christina's vows on her hand. Because Christina's not going to be able to remember them, and she's not going to be able to say them just right. Uh, And then... Christina and Izzy have this discussion because Izzy says, you know, you don't need to write them on your hand. You, When you get up there, just speak from your heart. But Christina makes this argument that the heart isn't, um, it doesn't have little tiny lips. Instead, it's an organ. It's not emotional. Um, so basically, Christina just doesn't believe in talking from the heart because the heart is something that pumps blood. It keeps you alive and that's it. <laughs> but, um, so the heart's all physical for Christina. And then we have all of the kids are paged that are at her whatever party, like sitting around doing whatever. But um, everyone's paged with Christina. And so Meredith talks to Christina and says that she needs Christina to marry because it's going to give her some hope. Like she needs this. Someone needs to get a happy ending because in her life she hasn't seen many happy endings and she doesn't really have any examples I mean um everyone that she's seen like say her mother her mother got a divorce she wasn't able to keep Richard and um just her mother died alone kind of (laughs) like Derek was there but she died alone of a relationship and then we have Thatcher who obviously couldn't keep Ellis and he Thatcher also couldn't keep uh Susan because Susan died and so she just doesn't have any good examples in her life and she feels that Christina and her are kind of the same and um lately they've been sort of separating but still uh she still sees them as the same type of person and so she wants Christina to get a happy ending so that she can have hope for herself then we come to the story of the fourth climber, and Sloane and Derek are introduced by Bailey to this climber, and they're like, they, Bailey doesn't, she says there's some head trauma, but she doesn't, um, mention what this head trauma is, and so they kind of come, come in, and they're sort of, they're like, what is going on? What happened on this mountain? The same reaction that Bailey had to the, uh, axe when she first saw it. Then we have Richard, who learns about Adele, and he, um, he fights Addison on this, um, not knowing that Adele was in his hospital because he still legally has rights because they're still legally married. They never really got a divorce. So he, he learns of Adele, um, Adele's pregnancy, not just of Adele. We found out last week that he saw Adele in the hospital. Um, and then Joe's woman is having heart problems. The woman that's going to have the baby and she's having heart problems and she came in, she came in last time, but now she's, she's, um, with Burke because she has heart problems obviously so um she needs a c-section uh according to Burke because um he's got to do surgery and the trauma just wouldn't do well with the babies so 
she's really scared and she's like it's too early and i haven't picked parents yet but this is where like because last week we saw joe wasn't real good with the fathery stuff like he found out there was two babies and he fainted and like um but in this case in this case joe really starts to take care of her and he he just reassures her and he does everything he can to comfort her and he tells her you know right now it's all about um it's all about you and keeping you healthy and safe and i thought that was really sweet and then we have all the interns but christina have jobs because bailey wants christina to go home and relax and do wedding stuff and christina's really just not amused and then the first person we learn that isn't chief is mark uh the chief says you know you're not in it to be chief you're in it to compete with derek and settle some score that you and derek used to have and mark makes a really good point that he when he entered threw in his hat to the competition he really pushed everyone else to be great competitors and so he says you know if Derek gets it it's only because I pushed him um okay so then the next thing we come up to is Derek confronting the climbers about the friend that survived and um he wants to know what really happened up there and they give him the story about how um it all just basically it all builds up to the fact that he fell and the if the axe hit him or something I don't really somehow somehow he fell and that was the problem so that's where we end that part um anyway then we go adele wakes up and richard is there and he knows that she's pregnant and she tries to turn richard away and like ask him to leave but richard just won't leave which is really nice and sweet of richard and i guess we'll talk more about that later (laughs) anyway uh so then we come and rebecca pope's husband shows up and rebecca pope's yes so he shows up and then uh rebecca slash ava is reunited with him and alex is looking on as this happens and she just kind she looks less than overjoyed she looks a little pained that she's being reunited with him because if you remember she you know she left him because he was you know he was a whatever he was kind of boring he was a great guy but he was just not adventurous and it wasn't the kind of guy she was looking for and you can kind of see that in her face and then we have Derek and Meredith who kind of re-meet in the hallways and Derek tells her that he met a woman at the bar and then she asks, you know, should I be worried? And what he basically, he says, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't be worried about that I met a woman, but you should be worried that flirting with that woman was the highlight of my week. And that is not a direct quote, FYI. Anyway, then we have, we find out that Addison isn't the chief and Addison gives a speech about how she needs this job because there's nothing holding her here and there's nothing here in Seattle that's making you know that's holding her here and we know that there's something that's pulling her towards LA the fact that she has nothing here and the fact that you know she's got friends down there and it's just something different and Richard mentions that if there's if this is the reason that she needs the job that she should probably get a new job or she should get a life a new life she has a life she needs a new life okay so then we come to a scene with burke and derek and derek is they're both scrubbing in and derek is telling burke how lucky he is that christina is there and all this you know craziness and he feels like you know meredith isn't and burke is i don't know i don't have written down what burke says sorry um and then we come to bailey and callie and Bailey's checking the um, board to see if Chief Resident has been posted, and Kelly's like, yep, nope, it hasn't yet. 
And, you know, Bailey tries to deny that she's worried, but Callie can tell. And then, because Callie is a really smart woman, regardless of people's feelings of her. Um, And then we have Callie who confronts George because um, she wants a baby. And, like, the way she talks about it is that, you know, she can't handle it. Like, her hormones are taking over and, it you know, it's taking over her mind. She can't think of surgeries and um, she can't really do anything because all she wants to do is have a baby and house a human for nine months and then push it out of her body and just the way she talks about it it was really funny because it it's weird to think that she wants to have a baby and yet like the wording it's just not like most women that want to have babies just make it sound really pretty and hers just sounds really really uh medically correct i'm not even medically correct it's just it's not sweet it's a little it's tough like callie um and when george hears this he's definitely shocked and he doesn't really know what to say and then he just like he's like I have to go do the surgery with the axe in the head or something the climbers I don't really know and then okay so then the next scene is Richard and Adele and he's not leaving her um her bedside and he doesn't um so Adele's like you know you know you want to go boss people around and he's like look I can boss people around in here and then he makes her take her pill and then Adele says, you know, you can ask about the father if you want. And I, she's like, I know you want to know, but he doesn't want to ask. He doesn't really feel that it's his place. Although I feel like it should be his place because he might want to know. Anyway, so then we come to Meredith and Adele. And we find out that um, Adele used to care for Meredith because, as Adele puts it, Richard used to have a thing for Meredith's mother kind of like he used to flirt with her and uh and she didn't want to see it so she would take care of meredith and she's like you grew up well she's sorry about her mother and then as adele's like kind of talking we find out that she says maybe there is no happily ever after and i think that's the first part of that theme that we really get to see like that's the first blatant part of the theme that we see so the next scene that we come to is Christina and Mama, and we see that there's this like hideous black cho- choker that Burke's mom is putting on Christina, and uh, she's like, "It's a little, it's tight, it's tight." And um, Mrs. Burke says, "You know, this is what five like this is what all the Burks have worn, and this is what you are gonna wear because you're gonna be a Burke." And then she says, "You know, you've misjudged." She's Miss Mama says she is misjudged because Christina is not as selfish as she thought, and she is giving and flexible because she is giving Burke what he wants because she knows that this wedding is not what Christina wants. This wedding is what Burke wants, and so Mama totally just kind of gives her the speech, and it kind of turns Christina around a little bit because she's like, you know. She's not who she was when Mama came. Not even that long ago, because we've, if, as we've noticed, like Grey's Anatomy's time is like really slow. Where we have weeks in between, like there's like an hour, this couple days maybe, but not much. So anyway, we have Christina, who is now a Burke. <laughs> I don't know, and you kind of can see on her face how she feels about that, which is obviously not good. So then we go to the C-section surgery, and Alex is unenthusiastic about Ava and the reuniting between Ava and her husband because he just, you know, there's not, maybe they don't have the chemistry that they once had. But Izzy kind of, she starts giving 
this speech about how um, vows are the real deal, saying that, you know, marriage is it. You know, once you have that commitment, you can't turn back on it. And you know she's not talking about Ava, and she's obviously talking about George, and I feel like I don't even have to mention that except for just in case you didn't catch it or, like, you just watched the finale. I don't really know. (laughs) Maybe. Anyway, so then we come to the ice axe guy surgery, and we have George and Derek, and we learn... George is like, you know, why didn't he just turn around, blah, blah, blah. And Derek says, you know, in mountain climbing, you don't turn back, and you're not allowed to. You know, you have to keep going up that mountain. And then uh, we find out, like Derek says, you know, there's probably going to be some tearing because he fell, and so it's going to be like an accident, trauma, whatever. But as we find out, um, it's clean cut, and... So that means George thinks, you know, wow, that's a lucky guy. But Derek immediately thinks, you know, wait, this is this wasn't an accident. This was put there purposely. So then we learn that Burke is chief, is not chief. Sorry, did I just spoil it for someone? I hope not. I hope you watch these. Anyway, so Burke isn't chief. And he kind of has too much of a God complex and he doesn't want to ask for help. And that's the reason that we are given from the chief of why Burke is not worthy of being chief yet. Anyway, so then we have surgery with the girl who just had the C-section. And um, Burke is fixing her. And he's uh, he's worried. Addison asks him, you know, are you worried about this, the wedding? Are you nervous? You know, what's going on? And Burke says, no, he's not nervous. He, um... He's a little nervous, he's excited, but he's really a little bit nervous about his vows. And he wants them to be just perfect. And we find out, you know, Christina had hers written on her hand, but here Burke has his completely memorized, which is such a, it's just so different for the two of them. But, um, but Burke, so he, Addison encourages him to practice his vows on all these women in the surgery. And something, at first, it's like, you know, I'm not optimistic, I'm not hopeful, and it just sounds like these really terrible vows, but being Burke, of course, he turns around and he says that he is sure, and he um, is going to give Christina his heart and place it in the palm of her hand, and, you know, we know that Christina is a little bit, like, Christina's like, the heart doesn't have little tiny lips, it pumps blood, it keeps you alive, that's what it is. (laughs) So that's another contrast we see in the two of them. So then George goes and wakes Callie up, and he says, you know what, if this is what you really want, we can we can do this, we can make a baby. So then they go ahead and try. So then we come to the Pope family, and Jeff is with the baby, and he has a little talk with Alex, and he's, you know, he said he's giving Ava a, a little space. She seems a little overwhelmed. Except for he says he's giving Rebecca a little space, and she seems a little overwhelmed. But then he, Alex questions him, and we find out, you know, Jeff really sees his mistakes. Jeff didn't come after him because he thought that she had left him. And so he sees where his mistakes are, that he didn't go after her when she was when she left, but he also didn't um, see her when she was in, in his own home. But anyway, Alex, he says, I can't even... Jeff says, I can't even believe imagine you know what she looked like when her face was all broken and Alex says you know she was really beautiful even when she was broken and but Jeff does have his you know he still loves her so that's a little bit of a sticky situation I guess like because I don't think Jeff has any idea how close Alex and Ava are because why would he especially if uh, Ava's really not all that interested 
Okay, so then we Christina comes back and she's trying to talk to Meredith and Meredith is rambling on about herself and, you know, here Christina's like, you know how sometimes it's about you? Well, now it's about me, which was one of my favorite po- points. You know, they're, they're all so self-centered. Like, it can never just be about, like, a little bit of everything. It's about one or the other. And so Christina has no eyebrows. Uh, her lack of eyebrows was hard for me to look at because it was just, it was a little bit scary for me. I don't know why. Anyway, and now we find out that Christina is a Burke and she doesn't really, you know, she's not handling it well, (laughs) apparently. But, so then Derek wants some truth from the mountain climbers. We find out in a fairly quick scene that Bailey has not been named chief resident and that Callie has been named chief resident, which... Um, some people say it's kind of a shocker, and some people are like, well, obviously it wasn't going to be Bailey, but that's a topic for later. Um, anyway, so then Meredith comes into Bailey, well, she just found out that she's not chief resident, and Christina, she's like, Christina needs to cut someone. And Bailey says no, because she's like, you know, it's your wedding day, you need to relax, you need to get ready, you need to be doing all your wedding stuff. But Christina, speech is, I use speech as a verb, because... Um, it's like they're long monologues. I don't know. Is it a monologue? Yes. <laughs> I should know this. Anyway, Bettina, Christina's uh, speech is about a lack of herself and how she's not, she needs to cut someone because that's who she used to, she doesn't say this explicitly, but she needs to cut someone because that's who she used to be, that's who she knows to be, herself to be, but she's seeing that maybe she's given in to herself as mrs burke pointed out and so she's got a lack of herself and in order to get it back i think she feels cutting someone is the best way to do so then we come on to adele and she is having complications and possibly a miscarriage and then we find out she's definitely having a miscarriage and then addison comes out after the surgery and is like you know we did everything we could pregnancy of 52 is really dangerous and Richard thinks by the speech um, that he doesn't let Addison finish that Adele has passed away but in turn it was the baby they couldn't save the baby and then um, Richard's like do we need to call someone and Adele mentions no Um, she starts speaking about how she misjudged the father she didn't tell him but she misjudged him and um, throughout this little speech she gives she's really just um describing things that the chief had done uh since she had been in the hospital so it was a nice touching moment it was um not talking directly to him but at the same time we all knew who it was about okay so then we go to the finish surgeries to get to weddings so burke is um derek the best man and the maid of honor have to walk in and take away the tools from the uh, soon the bride and groom because Burke is in the middle of surgery and he's got to pass it off and Christina is cutting someone because Bailey said she could and she needs to get it. Meredith needs I think Christina takes a little bit more coaxing from Meredith but Meredith definitely they, in the end get them both off to the wedding which is perfect okay so then we go to Izzy who speeches George about her love which is sort of mirroring Burke's speech. Like, Burke's speech inspired her so much that she felt she had to go to marry George and plea for him because she said that she would support his marriage wholeheartedly if that's what he wanted. But um, as her friend, she had to mention that she was in love with him, which was, which was hard because I think... I don't know. I, I think... 
I think she's kind of crazy, but that's for the topic at the end anyway. Okay, so then we're interrupted by intern chaos. Um, Izzy and George were there being all sweet and kind. Uh, well, that's up for your opinion, but, um, we're interrupted by the intern chaos as they all come in trying to get Christina ready and all that jazz, and I believe that's where Alex wants to borrow deodorant, and they say no. But anyway, so then we have Derek and one of the climbers, and the climber, um, confess- the climber who was reused, by the way, if you didn't notice, he was definitely not the original, like, he was definitely the intern from a different hospital that crashed into a family and killed someone. Anyway, so, uh, this climber confesses of, um, trying to kill his friend, except for, I think, he had it pretty well justified. He thought he was putting his friend out of it, out of misery. And, um, that's a tough call to make because he thought he was almost dead, and he said he would do it again anyway. And I think, you know, we'll find out how it really resonates with Derek later. But then we have Christina, who's getting ready, and, um, all the interns are in there, and then, um, Richard's secretary comes in and gives them their scores. And, uh, everyone's looking at them, and, you know, everyone seems to have passed, and George is, you know, Izzy asked George, you know, did you, how did you do? And he's like, I passed, and then he runs away, which is kind of suspicious, and it's kind of weird. Um, and it's kind of not suspicious, because you kind of wonder, is he going to go run and tell Callie? Anyway, then we have Alex and Ava... And Ava wants a reason to stay, and she says, I have no reason medically to stay. And Alex just can't give her one. He doesn't feel like he, she doesn't feel like Jeff knows her, but um, she feels like she's more Ava than she is Rebecca, and um, Alex just can't give her a reason to stay because he sees that Jeff is a decent guy, and he's a really good guy, and he really does love her. And so he just can't give her a reason to stay. Then we come to a scene with Derek and Meredith, and Meredith wants him to break up, break it off if he is going to, um, if he if he had wanted to. And um, but instead, Derek loves her, and he just gives this really heartfelt speech, and he wants assurance that she's there for the long haul because he says, you know, you leave me, and you come back when you want and you don't do it with anybody else but me and so she he just wants to be put out of his misery he wants to know this is really mirrored back to the fact of um the mountain climber who he wanted the other guy wanted to put his friend out of misery and so this definitely is where that comes into play once again and then meredith instead of answering him really just kind of says I need Christina to go down the aisle. And I don't think Derek understands this. I really think he just feels like Meredith maybe is um, putting him off. But in fact, I think that's her answer to the question. I don't think that's her putting anything off. I think that's her answer. If she's going to be there for the long haul, I think if Christina goes down the aisle for the long haul, Meredith would have been in this relationship for the end. And if Christina doesn't go down the aisle, you know, she can't do it. And that, I, that is her answer. That is her honest answer, except for that he definitely wouldn't have seen it that way because you would have to have a lot of insight to if you were Derek because it was a little cryptic if you didn't have a lot of information. But then we come to a scene with Derek and Burke, and Burke thinks that Derek is chief, and he congratulates him, but Derek is like, nope, um, actually I'm not. And that he mentions, you know, I don't know who the new chief is going to be either. But then... 
we move on to Derek saying that he and Meredith, he doesn't know if they're going to make it. Because he's not looking so good. So Brick kind of notices, being the good guy that he is. Then we have Christina, who didn't run like they had kind of suspected for a second. And she looks gorgeous in her dress. And her mom is so proud, which is something that she's not used to hearing. And I think that really was touching for her. Then we come to Addison and Alex. And Alex tries to hit on Al- uh, sorry. Alex tries to hit on Addison at the wedding. And, um, because Addison's being her cute self, kind of, in my opinion. But then she turns Alex down because she knows that he loves Ava. And it was really sweet because I think it would be really complicated for her. And I think at this point, um, since we all know that private practice got picked up, I think I could say my guess is that at this point, she's already known that she's not going to be staying here in Seattle and she's going to be going to Los Angeles. Like... Maybe she's going to need some more pushing in the future, but I really think this is the moment where she's turned around and she knows. But she talks to Alex and she keeps mentioning, you know, nothing is worse than missing an opportunity and I know this for a fact kind of thing. And so, you know, Alex turns around and then we head to Bailey and George. It's a really sweet scene between the two of them because I think the two of them work so well together, but we have Bailey who you know, is telling George his options, which is he can repeat his intern year or he can walk away from being a surgical resident, and that's that. And he's, George keeps saying, you know, he can't repeat his intern year. And I don't think he, I don't know that he can, because George is, what he went through in his surgical, his intern year I think was probably harder than he could have ever imagined because if you think about it you know his father died his um his first day he was humiliated and called 007 he got syphilis from a nurse slash from Alex you know he and Meredith didn't work out uh he I, I don't even know where else to go he just had a really rough year and then of course the whole Izzy thing is really just turning it around and I don't think he can at this point. I mean, maybe in the future he would want to re-come come back, but I think he's going to need some time to think about it and everything. And then, um, you know, Bailey kind of wonders if she failed him, and George says no, that he failed her. And that was a really sweet moment just to see the raw emotion between the two of them. And I think that was one of the best moments of the entire episode. Then we have Christina, who's about to go down the aisle, and Izzy's looking for George, but Callie kind of sticks it to her because she's like, you know what, I'm going to be chief resident, George is going to be late, and we've had a big day, I'm going to be chief resident, and we're going to have a baby, and we even tried today, and Callie just kind of hit her on the head with that one, which I kind of like, and then Alex runs away, he, you know, he gives his congrats to Christina, and he runs away to the hospital, then we have the last checkups, which I like to call them, apparently. And the last checkups on the bride happened to be Christina has washed her vows off her hands, and she decided to freak out at this moment. And um, then Burke is waiting in the front of the aisle, and he's like, you know, she wouldn't be Christina if she didn't need a push. But Christina here is freaking out and then needs Meredith Meredith to give advice. And so they're going to do some role-playing. Meredith is going to give advice if she was as Christina to Meredith. And she's like, we need you to get your happy ending. It all comes down to the fact that Meredith needs Christina to to do this for her, not just for Christina's sake. So then 
we have Burke, who's walking up the aisle, or down, um, the bride usually walks down the aisle, and Burke is walking up the aisle to Christina, and we find out, you know, Christina's doing okay now, she's ready to go down the aisle, but, uh, Burke, however, is not, which was, like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie, this was probably the all-time shocker of Grey's for me, uh, at least at the moment, I still can't quite get, fathom this, you know, he was saying, if I loved you, not the woman I hope you'll become, I would set you free, and I would let you go, and so he's like, I'm letting go, and he walks away, and that to me was just like the most shocking moment ever, and I don't know how you could try to argue me on that, and maybe someone's gonna be like, no, it was George and Izzy, and I was like, no, we were well set up for that, this episode was kind of like the first major setup because the whole time, yes, we've seen Christina lose herself, but I don't think we ever got the feeling that because she was losing herself, we were going to see them break up, and I think that was the biggest shocker. Okay. Then, we have Meredith, who walks up the aisle towards Derek, walks down the aisle towards Derek, and she mentions to the entire audience, uh, is that what you call them? Audience? Wedding attenders. She, <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's what you call them either. Anyway, she walks down the aisle towards them and tells them that it's over. It's, it's so over. And she's, um, obviously talking about more than just the relationship between Burke and Christina. And I think she's really, t- I think Derek is taking it as, you know, it's over between the two of them. And Meredith is saying, I have no hope left for a happy ending for myself. Which I think is a little bit different than what Derek is thinking, in a sense, because I think she has no hope left, but I don't think she wants to leave Derek, you know? So, I don't know. I'll talk more about their relationship later. Then we have Joe and Walter sitting there with the two babies and the mother. Um, I guess we're assuming that they got the babies. Maybe? I don't really know. (laughs) Maybe. But then we see Richard and Adele looking on, and, you know, they're in tears because, you know, they just lost their child. And then, of course, poor Alex who really is the mirror of Meredith, you know, I think you could have picked that up on yourself, but, you know, Shonda Rhimes does say this a lot, that Alex is the mirror of Meredith, he's the male Meredith, and he's too late, and he doesn't get to hang with, he doesn't get to have his happy ending either. And then we have Christina, who is up, up in her apartment, and she's there, and it looks just like you know, normal day in their apartment, but Meredith comes in, and Christina says, you know, he's gone, and Meredith's like, I don't think so, you know, all the stuff is here, but, you know, he took everything that, he took only the things that were exclusively his, like his uh, Eugene Foot collection, his picture of his grandmother, his trumpet, he took his lucky scrub cap, and so, you know, she knew where it all was, and the location of these things, and she can't quite fathom that he's gone in a way, and he, it was kind of sweet of him, because he left her everything so that she'd be set, and I don't know what that means for the apartment, like, is she gonna get to keep it since it was Burke's anyway, or if Isaiah Washington's even leaving the show, I don't even know, I didn't check, so I just really think that it was really sweet, because not only did she know everything that he took and where it all was, but he still was thinking about her well-being and left her everything that she could possibly need, and then um, this ending, she's free, and we end with her, we end her story with Meredith cutting her out of the dress, because, you know, she's free, and yet she's saying, damn it, because she doesn't, 
she wants to be free. Like, this is the first time she's going to be able to start coming back to who she used to be. But at the same time, you know, she, she just lost everything that she's been working for for a long time now. And I think that's really hard for her. And yet, at the same time, it's a relief. It's mixed feelings. So we end that scene with Meredith holding Christina. And I think it's a really beautiful ending for those two storylines. Um, because at this point, it is Christina that needs the comfort. But at the same time... You know, you wonder what's happening to Meredith. Okay, so then we have we end Callie and Izzy scene by Callie um, looking on Izzy, who's in the church. And I guess, you know, we'll hear more about that next season. Then we come some new interns, and they come into the locker room, and they encounter George. And George has no advice, he says, when this girl who we've seen before from the bar comes in. And we find out it's Lexi Gray. She wants advice, and, you know, she's like, I don't know. I, he's like, I don't have any advice. And then he introduces himself as just George. It's, she's like, you know, it's not Dr. O'Malley. It's not Dr. George O'Malley. It's George. And he's kind of laying to rest his doctor side of him. And then we find out that Derek was actually given the um, job of chief. But he says, you know, I'm not the right man for the job. I'm still learning how to work... Uh, learning how to learn from my mistakes and you know what you are the right man for the job chief so he gives it right back to the chief and he's like you know i know you would do if you could do it all over again what would you do differently which is a really nice ending because now we know you know richard has a chance to do it all over again and we end with him looking over the hospital what is he going to change i guess is the important question and it's also pretty cool that he's not done which i'm very excited for Okay, so before I get onto the topics, I just want to mention a few of my favorite moments because there was a lot, and um, some of these are a little bit more humorous because I wasn't because the whole episode was just kind of sad. But we find you know Christina was mad at her. I don't know why this is funny. It was funny when I was watching it. Christina who was mad at her pager uh, because it didn't go off, so it, and so she thought it was broken. <laughs> I just you know she never it never occurred to her that maybe she wasn't paged it didn't occur to her that maybe she wasn't needed at the moment like she feels like she's always needed she's the perfect person but anyway then we have meredith who had that big gigantic bow that izzy made on her head i thought that was pretty cute too and then when meredith found out that adele was pregnant from bailey and she looked just shocked and uh, what's her name? Bailey was like, you know, I suggest you wipe that shock looked off your face before you walk in that room and get a more dignified look. I thought that was just priceless. I don't know. Um, and then since Sloan, Sloan was like, I was an excellent best man. And Derek says uh, to Burke, you know, best case scenario, I'll sleep with your wife in 10 years. That was That was also very funny to me. And then when Addison said to Burke after he gave his vows dump Yang and marry me I'm just not gonna lie there was like a nice pause that she had between dump Yang and saying I th um, marry me because at first I was like dump Yang that's kind of rude right before the wedding I'm probably the only one that thought like that but still I was like wow anyway and then um when Alex and Alex wants to um borrow deodorant from the chicas I thought that was pretty funny and, um, when Ava asks Alex, you know, did you stiff, sniff too much glue as a child? Because, you know, everything has to be spelled out for Alex. I thought that was also priceless. 
So those are some of my favorite moments of the episode because there weren't a lot because they were really sad. Like, they were all really sad and I don't think you could try to argue me on that. There was, like, you know, there were, there were brief, brief funny moments, but there were not a lot of them and the whole episode was just like, every time a commercial break came, I was kind of relieved because I didn't have to be, like, so sad I could be relieved of that for a few minutes. Okay, so we're going to move on to our topics for today. And there's kind of a lot of them because obviously it was the last episode for season three and it was huge. It was like super packed. So I guess we're going to go through a little bit and talk about it because that's how we roll. I don't know. Sorry. I said that. I shouldn't say that. Anyways, so our first topic is going to be Meredith and Derek because I think they're um, they obviously are the couple of the show. They're the Ross and Rachel. I've probably said this before, but, like, they're really important to the show, obviously. And they are the relationship that everyone had fought for for so long, and now they're kind of losing it. And I think people are just... I think... I understand where people are coming from, but at the same time, it makes me really angry. Some Sort of not angry, but frustrated with uh, the Derek character because he... I understand that he's been hurt so many times, but I think she is so fearful that she's going to be hurt again because even though he feels like she's walked away from him a few times, like, whatever, there was, you know, one distinct time where he just completely denied her, and that was when he chose Addison over Meredith. And so I feel for Meredith because I think her loss is much greater than any of his losses have been. And I also think that his loss is definitely much less justified uh in a way, or his loss is more justified. I don't know. If you're confused, raise your hand. But I think that Meredith doesn't know how to react in these relationships, and so there, that is where that problem comes in, is she doesn't know how to handle a relationship, she doesn't know how to have one, she doesn't know how to have a healthy one. And then we're here, and Derek, I mean, we assume that he knows how to have a good relationship. We assume that he has had some example of this in his life, of someone like him succeeding, and granted, he has faced a lot of loss with his divorces, and, you know, his divorce and the best friend, and all that jazz, and the few times he's lost Meredith, but I feel like, you know, Meredith doesn't have any examples to go off, she doesn't know what it's like, and that's why she needed Christina to go down the aisle, but she just needed to have hope, and when Derek asked her, I mentioned this earlier, that when Derek asked her if, um, what was it, he was like, you know, if you're gonna leave me, or if you're not seeing a future, you need to leave me now or whatever, in a much more eloquent way. But Meredith's answer was, I have to see Christina go down that aisle. And she needed to see Christina go down the aisle because that was her only hope that was left because it's not Derek. It's not the f- not who Derek is. It's not how he treats Meredith. It's the hope that Meredith has, the hope and, like, the idea that, the confidence that, a relationship from her can succeed which she hasn't seen up to this point and so I think her saying it's over at the end was also I also mentioned this earlier I don't think it was her saying to Derek you know I don't love you anymore we can't I don't see a future I think it's I don't see how I can have a future with someone and be happy so I think you know, her answer and what he's perceiving is much different because she's not being very articulate, obviously. She's, you know, giving him bits and pieces to go off of with, like, randomness that doesn't make any sense. But nonetheless, I think that is where she is coming from. And so I think it is a big deal. 
that um, Derek is going to feel really deflated and, you know, who knows what's going to happen next season. And I guess I'm going to speculate a little bit here because obviously I have no idea and maybe around TCA Tour we'll have a little bit more information. But um, before we talk a little bit more about this, I guess what I want to do first is give you guys a little bit of the first audio clip. So here you go. I kind of think that there might be a little something that might go on between Derek and uh, Lexi. Uh, I don't know. I hope they won't go in that direction, but, you know, it's a great way to kind of, I guess, make her jealous and, you know, be with a gray, I guess, if you want to say it like that. Um. So that was great. Thank you for that, Erica. And so here is what I think. You know, if Derek does date Lexi, uh, this will lead us into our Lexi topic, I guess. I'm going to be, I think his thoughts are going to be, you know, I'm dating a gray, but this gray knows how to have a relationship, which is possible. I mean, we're assuming because generally speaking, we're assuming that Lexi had a great relationship with her parents and um, even beyond that. But I guess we really can't assume anything with the Gray family. However, I think if he dated her, that would completely ruin any possibility of a chance of a relationship between Derek and Meredith. Which, you know, it's TV, so people are going to be forgiving more easily than not, I guess, because we can stretch reality a little bit. But I feel like, you know, Meredith wouldn't recover from Derek dating her half-sister because it would be like, I think she too would view it as like, you know, it's a replacement. I think Derek might view it maybe less of a replacement for Meredith, less of I'm still dating a gray, like I just said, and maybe more of, like, I'm dating a great person with a great relationship, and De- and Meredith isn't going to see it that way. She's going to see, you know, it's my replacement. He can't have me, so he's going to have something that's better than me, or, you know. And so Lexi's going to be bringing up a lot of controversy, I feel, when Derek finds out that because it's totally obviously a mirror of when Derek and Meredith met and then um, they don't know each other's names in the morning and so you know Lexi and Derek aren't going to know each other's names and um, I just Lexi worries me (laughs) and I'm worried about what she's going to do and how Meredith is going to handle it in the hospital and if that means like Thatcher's going to be around at all like I think that'd be kind of weird like who brings their dad to work but you never know. I mean, the batch of interns that we have been following are a little bit more cynical and a little more cut off, and, you know, the medicine has become their only family, but in some of these cases, maybe, we don't know, maybe things are different, and, I mean, we won't know until next season, which is kind of killing me, but I also am more, I really worry about Meredith at this point, (laughs) but okay, so there's my, Lexi just, she just worries me, there's no other way to put that. And then we have, okay, so now let's talk about Christina and Burke, because this is obviously, like, a huge, huge, huge shocker. I don't know if you could have seen this coming in the episodes upcoming, like, coming up to it, but I definitely think in this episode you should have gotten a few hints that it wasn't going to happen. I think I remained hopeful throughout the entire thing that it was going to happen throughout the entire episode. I remained hopeful, but I think, like Shonda Rhimes had said, you know, once Burke really talks about Christina... <clears throat> or in his vows, he talks about how the heart isn't, uh, he's going to place it in Christina's palm, and it's not, it's very emotional, and Christina's talking about it, she's like, it doesn't have little tiny lips, and you know, she's very physical, and he's very spiritual, so you know, I think that's something that was kind of doomed, and 
I think it was really good that Christina got herself back because we say like she's still kind of Christina, but she's still like slipping from who she really was, especially giving in to the Burks. But I really feel like this is probably for the better at this point, and maybe in the end they'll be able to come back together and have a relationship, unless of course like Isaiah Washington's leaving the show, which would be a little bit hard for them to come back and have a relationship. But um, I really you know, maybe they will one day be able to mend it and he'll be able to love the woman that she truly is. And, you know, that would be the best. But I think we today we definitely saw one of the... I think that was probably the greatest thing that Burke could have done was walk away from Christina because I think he finally was able to see that Christina was no longer who she is. Not who she was in the past, but she is no longer who she is. Like, who she is in the moment that wasn't her that he loved he loved the idea of what she had the potential to become but he was also forgetting that his potential for her was based on what he valued and loved and christina you know may not want to reach that particular potential she may just want to be a really great doctor she may not want a surgeon and so she may not want to become a better person you know you never know with christina she's a little up in the air but um i mean I think she's a really great person, and I really hope they didn't write Burke off. But Oh, and then let's talk about the end when Burke took only the things that meant something to him and took, like, everything that meant something significant to him, like his grandmother's picture. I mean, why is Christina going to want to have his grandmother's picture? She's not going to want it. So he took it, and he took it because it meant something to him, not just because it didn't mean something to Christina, but... um, And he left her with everything, and I just thought, like... That was where you saw how much Christina loved Burke was when Christina was able to notice exactly where the scrub cap had been and where it wasn't now and exactly what he had taken just, you know, by glancing. And you really saw that she did love him, but at the same time, I think she knew that she was being kind of squelched, whatever, like her personality was, because that was who Burke had, I mean, that was who Burke was. And she loved him for who he was. And I think we coming, keep coming back to, like, the was, is, and could be's. Because Burke loves Christina for what she could be in his eyes. And Christina loves Burke for what he is at this moment. And I think that's where their relationship was a little bit doomed from the beginning. I feel like it maybe it was, like, a really big, long setup because, <laughs> I mean, they've been this different for a long time. Like, when Christina found out that Burke believed he was spiritual and she kind of made fun of him or like mocked him in his own OR and he got really angry. I think that was a really major sign that something wasn't going to work out. And then the fact that Christina and him didn't really communicate well with the wedding plans and that they had like a contest to see who could be quietest, like who could stay silent longer. I mean, there was a lot leading up to this. I think it was a little bit more subtle because we kept seeing Christina give in to it. And now we finally saw her, like, we, Burke finally sees the light. Like, he didn't notice it before, and I think that was a big deal. So I guess, in a way, even though it was, like, the biggest shocker of the night, we did have sufficient wording in some way. I don't really know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't know. So the next topic I want to talk about is Izzy and the speech that she made, which sort of stresses me out, I guess, because it's a little hard because she starts out and she tells George, you know, I love you, and since you love your wife, I'm going to support you if that's what you want to do. And then she goes and she's like, I love you, though, and I feel like you need to know that I'm in love with you. And I just want to, I know that 
I think from Izzy's point of view, she had to do it, regardless if you like it or not. I think it would have eaten away at her for years, and she would have never been able to move past it. And by set, putting it out there, she's able to move past it in a way, and I think that's really great. However, I think it's really unfair to George, because George just needs to get back to his marriage, in my opinion. Um, and I don't like the idea of George and Izzy together, really, especially because George is married. But most importantly, I'm just frustrated with them. But Izzy's speech, like, I guess I can see where she's coming from and where she would need to, because I know if that's how I felt, I would need to tell tell that person before I could overcome it. Like, you can't just walk around it. You have to go through it in order to get past it. Now, however, it's unfair to George, especially because he and his wife are now going to try and have a baby. Now, this baby, of course, is ridiculous, in my opinion. I mean, it could be really good, and I mean, how can Callie have a baby and be chief resident? I just think that's kind of an absurd thought, because chief resident, you know, that lasts for, like, what, a year, and then you're pregnant for nine months, and then you have to be off for a little bit, and I just think, you know, that's kind of not, that's not the responsible thing to do as your chief resident, and it's also not responsible, because although... I just want to say I think Callie truly believes that she's not doing it to save her marriage. She's doing it because she wants want a child. And I think she truly believes that and she's been able to convince herself of that very easily. But at the same time, it, the underlying reason is so obviously that she can save her marriage. And that's rough because... How do you tell someone, you know, you don't really want to have a baby, you want to save your marriage? I mean, you don't. And also, I think George just really is giving in to Callie, one, because I think he'd be a great dad, so it's kind of okay. But also, like, George, um, he messed up so bad, and he doesn't want to hurt his wife any more than he has. And um, so I, I think he's kind of giving in to her because he knows it's something that she really, really wants, or at least that she can convey that she really, really wants. I think that's a little up in the air about her true feelings so I mean I mean George and Callie is just getting even more twisted and if they're gonna have a baby now and then Callie finds out you know what's gonna happen I I don't know it's it's too much overload I have overload of thinking okay so anyways now we're gonna move on to the topic of the race for chief now since the race for chief came to an end and it kind of ended with the chief and it looks like the chief is gonna be back and trying to make try to, uh, re-unmistake all of his mistakes. What is it? Try to fix all of his mistakes. Try to not make the same mistake twice. That's what we'll say. And he's going to try to do it, and I think that's really good. But I guess if we're going to talk about it, let's first talk about Mark and how he wanted to do it because he wanted Chief, and when he found out he didn't, he says, you know, if you chose Derek, Derek only got it because I made him a better competitor. And I think that's very, very true, but... At the same time, I think it does that mean his true feelings have come out in this competition, like Derek's true feelings, and so you can see his true potential? I think that's a good possibility right there, and I think the Chief was right in saying that Mark was kind of in it just to, you know, settle a score with Derek, and it was uh, it was not the right motive to become Chief. And then we have Burke, and Burke has messed up this season, and, well, I mean, we find out that Burke you know, doesn't get the job because he doesn't know when to ask for help. And I think he has a really big God complex. Like, he just thinks, you know, no one's going to be able to help him because he's all amazing, I guess. Maybe. That might be exaggerating a bit. However, Burke has never been my favorite character, so I'm kind of okay with him not being chief. 
But I think, like, it's a real blow to him that he's not chief and that he was promised chief before Derek was promised chief. And, I mean, that's that's got to be rough because you were kind of banking on the fact that you were going to be chief. And then, you know, all of a sudden things change. And he was also given a chance to be chief. However, like, even though in so many respects the old Burke totally deserved to be chief, the new Burke definitely doesn't. Because the new Burke, you know, he when since he's been with Christina, he doesn't ask for help, and he like since these interns have come in, at least we see that he doesn't ask for help, and he's not he's not as human as people would like like the chief would like to see the new chief be, and he doesn't really admit to his. I guess it attributes to his uh, lack of admitting to his faults. So. I don't know. I guess there's Burke. And then, of course, you know, Derek is the right man for the job, but he gives it back to Chief because Chief is really the right man for the job. And here's where we're going to, like, transition into my Addison topic because Addison says, I need a new life. You know, there's nothing holding me here. You cannot tell me that that is going to be the transition that Addison takes to move all the way to Los Angeles. Like, if that is the end... I think Addison at least needs to show up for one more episode or two more episodes even for Grey's Anatomy because how can she just, like, be like, there's nothing holding me here. I didn't get the chief job. I'm going to move to, like, and we see nothing. Like, I think it'd be terrible closure for the character on Grey's Anatomy. Granted, she's, like, the same character, but she's going to be, like, I think it'd be really inconsistent to be, like, Addison just all of a sudden up and left for good. Like, it's... It's not like she just left to go to L.A. for a visit. All of a sudden, she's just gone. I just think that's really awkward, and I, I would highly disagree with that exit for Addison because I think she deserves more. Okay, right. So we're talking about Dr. Bailey now and the chief resident thing and how she didn't get it. And I think that Richard might see the wrongs in his ways in the future because I believe that Richard was trying to save Dr. Bailey because we've been hinted at it, like, you know, where Richard is really encouraging her to go home and be with her family while she still has the family to go home to. And I think that we're really going to be, like, he's going to see that he can have it all, which Derek is giving him the chance to do, which is going to change his views on Dr. Bailey, although I do think it is a good reminder for her that um, maybe she doesn't need to have it all to make her life enjoyable and happy and pleasant. Um... And maybe that's what he's really trying to work her towards, but it's really unfair to her because she really did deserve being chief resident. And I know that some people are arguing that um, that Callie didn't deserve to be chief resident over, like, even Sydney. But if you think about it, you know, she's very professional. She's always very professional in the operating rooms. We may, may not be able to see her much, but especially in the last episode with the mountain climbers, not the finale, but the one before that, we really get to see her strengths and how she really can take it all on. And she is a, a very good at what she does, and she is well-wanted. And I think it might be a good call because even though um, because even though Bailey is Richard's favorite, I think that he, when he looks at it, I mean, Callie is really good. And there was that time where she wasn't watching her interns very closely and um, they, I mean, they screwed up major. It was a huge screw up with Denny and she wasn't there to notice it. And then, you know, she's fighting the chief on like getting Izzy back into the program and all that kind of stuff. So I really think... Maybe, for the time, it is a good call. I mean, I wanted Bailey to be... I mean, in a way, I wanted Callie to be chief resident so I could know she was coming back next year. But at the same time, like, I wanted Bailey to be chief resident because I know, like, we've really been introduced to her character and brought to, like, believe she can do it all. And I think she can. She's just going to need a few reminders and a little bit of practice. Okay, so then let's talk 
we're going to talk about the. I'm not going to talk about the mountain climbers. I have it on my list, but I was thinking about it, and I feel like the only thing the mountain climbers are good to talk about is the fact that they're completely metaphorical to the situations that are going on in the hospital, even with Derek and with, um, who is it? Um, with Derek and with, uh, I can't think of. Oh, George and Izzy, right? So I mean, they've they've been very metaphorical and helpful with that, but I mean, they're really not good for a topic. I don't think because I think it'll be way less relevant in the future. And then we have Richard and Adele, and it's a really good storyline because, well, wait, let's talk about Richard and Adele later. We're talking about Alex and Ava first. Alex and Ava, so I didn't really want Alex to fall in love with Ava, and um, I, I, I just don't know. I could have lived without that, and I know it was sad because um, Addison could see that Alex really loved Ava, and Addison, you know, really pushed him towards it. And it was really good of her because I know she's had really hard feelings, but since uh, lately she's been noticing that, you know, you got to take the opportunities as they come. You don't want to waste them because it may not come again. You may be out of time. And so I think it's really good that she pushes at Alex towards um, trying to not miss any opportunities, even though at the moment it appears like he has lost this opportunity. I think it was really good of Addison in this case. Now, with Alex and Ava themselves I was really annoyed with Alex but we uh from what we know about Alex he really is the mirror image of Meredith he is the he's the male version of Meredith where he you know he just he doesn't feel like he's good enough maybe and he doesn't have a lot of hope for himself he sets the standards low so he doesn't have to be disappointed all the time and I think that Alex didn't want you know he thought that guy that she has is going to be great for her and great for the baby and he thinks that it'll be better than he could ever possibly do and I think that's where his misconceptions are but you know hopefully he'll learn from it and some people are speculating that maybe Ava's not really gone you know who knows but I kind of want like I think it'd be a really good lesson if she didn't come back it'd be really good for him to It'd be really good for him to know that you can't let opportunities go to waste, but it's also going to be tough because it could bring him down and he may not, you know, recover well from it, which we see that Meredith doesn't always recover well from things. So, and if they're very close and similar in character, who knows what will happen. But, um, so Richard and Adele are going to kind of fan off into my final topic, but their relationship, I love that this whole season, you know, we're, we're working towards Richard, like, Trying, first he's trying to get Adele back, and then he is, um, and then he, well, then he and Adele, like, in the end, are kind of coming together. Now, it has not been confirmed that uh, they're, like, no longer separated, or they're at least, like, giving a try at their relationship. It's not really confirmed what's going on, and hopefully that these two characters are going to be the fairy tale ending, because if you'll notice, this is my last topic, really. Um, it's going to be fairy tale endings and not so fairy tale endings. If you notice, most of this finale revolves around the not so fairy tale endings, and it, it was sad. I mean, we have Derek and Meredith, Christina and Burke, Alex and Ava, and George and Izzy, kind of, and Callie and George because it's kind of awkward with Callie and George because they haven't had their ending yet. They're not so fairy tale ending yet, but I, I feel like they're really building up toward possibly, or they're building up to like fixing it. We don't really know at this point. That one was really more left in the air than the rest, which was good because the rest were all really depressing. But Richard and Adele, I think, are true like fairy tale ending examples, and it's not the greatest example in the world. I mean, a, a great loss had brought them together, and so I think 
there's a lot of work to be done in that relationship, but I think right now that's what everyone in the show needs to be striving for because it's the only relationship in the show that's really been able to reconcile. Although, I don't really know if it's, like, the best example. I mean, what is the best example in that hospital? No one. Because someone was like, you know, Bailey's really good. She hasn't been sleeping around. But Bailey is the only one that's married. Or if they were married, there was, like, problems when they came into Seattle Grace. It wasn't like they just came in and they were married and so they decided to be unfaithful. It was like it had already happened first, I think. So it's different. But, I mean, it is kind of... These people are all emotionally stunted in some way because none of them can really hold on to a relationship. And none of them... Maybe it's the choices they make um, in a partner and maybe it's themselves. I think that's huge. So, I figured out that this week I could probably be talked into nearly anything, which is bad, but at first I was like, this this finale sucked. I mean, everyone was sad, and there was nothing happy, and it was all a terrible ending, except for maybe Joe and Walter, who were holding the babies. But it was sad all around. Like, I'm not going to lie, the whole thing was depressing. But then, like, I listened to the official Grey's Anatomy podcast because it's one of my absolute favorites, and I love to hear Shonda Rhimes and Betsy Beers, and this is where, like, I feel like they have a chance to justify what they've done because the fans can't see the whole picture, and they can only see, like, what they know now, the information they're given, and they have to wait for the rest of it, obviously, and we all go through that, and the summer's going to be a long summer waiting for it. But if you think about it, um, it's probably good to get the producers and creators opinions and justifications for the actions and in Shonda Rhimes blog and I believe on the podcast she was mentioning how um she was burning everything down so that they could rebuild it and I think that's an amazing amazing metaphor for this because I think all of us have kind of noted a slight decline in the stories of Grey's no matter if you love it or not like there was like a slight decline in its um, amazingness I don't know like it's there's something a little different and a little off. However, when Shonda Rhimes was saying, you know, she's burning it all down so she can build it back up, if you think about it, I think that's good. She's burning down all that was, like, corrupt, kind of. All the things that had kind of become corrupt over time. And I think some of it was, like, major storylines that, like, just abruptly ended, like Christina and Burke. But at the same time, they had been corrupt since, like, season two like they were always struggling to get along like so she was going through and it was really hard for her she said and she was like burning everything down so that next season it can be a fresh start for everybody and for their characters and for their storylines and I mean obviously there's going to be stuff that they carry throughout with them throughout the entire I mean run of the series but also importantly I think it's great to know that what she's trying to do is take Grey's Anatomy from where it's been heading and just, like, turn it in a 180 and bring it back to where it had um, been in Season 1 and Season 2. And I think that's a great idea, and I'm really glad, because I've been mentioning for the past few weeks that I just wish these storylines would disappear because I want to move on from them. And the only way to move on from them was an unhappy way, because you're sad that you're losing some of the stability in your lives, like... in these people's lives, I guess, because it wouldn't be in my life. I'm not losing. Anyway, you're losing stability in these people's lives, and yet um, the only way to get back to where you were is to become, is to get rid of what was wrong and what was so, you were so stable and you were so used to um, leaning on, and now you can um, really adjust to what is coming, and I think that's a really great theory and a really great idea, and we'll have to see 
um, where Shonda takes it because I'm, you know, maybe I'll hate it, which I kind of doubt because I, again, can be talked into, I, I mean, when this episode aired, I was like, I'm so frustrated. I don't like it that much. But as it turns out, I, um, I do love it. And it's, it's good because I kind of have a feeling that especially when the next season comes out, like if you were to watch them without having this a couple month wait, I think you would feel much differently about it. And I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I, I have an optimistic outlook for Grey's Anatomy where some people are kind of given up. And I think I'm really excited for the next season and I'm really interested in where Shonda Rhimes is trying to take the show because she mentions that she wants everything to be fresh and new. And so I'd like to know what her idea of fresh and new is. Okay, but that's all we're going to discuss about the episode today because it got a little bit longer than I meant it to be. And I did miss some of the things that I wanted to talk about, but that's okay. So the first thing I want to discuss with y'all is my tentative summer plans since I finally have them out. So my summer plans. I'm going to make a podcast if you're lucky. (laughs) If I'm lucky, actually, not if you're lucky. Uh, If I'm lucky, I'm going to try to make one every other week. And we're going to do character analysis. And I was going to do one a week until I realized that this ensemble cast is like the most gigantic ensemble cast in the world. So um, I'll just give you what I have tentatively scheduled. Plan on at least the first one is going to be over Meredith and Christina. We're going to talk about it. So if you have any like speculations for Meredith and Christina or if you have any um, anything you'd like to say like why they're your favorite character, why you're their least favorite character why they're your least favorite character right okay so anything you want to add about them or something that you remember interesting or favorite quotes and lines and moments for meredith and christina and they're going to be the first episode and tentatively the next episodes are going to be the second episode will be izzy and george the next one will be Derek and burke the next one is sloan and the chief the fifth one will be bailey and callie and the sixth one will be alex and addison and then the seventh possible one. I haven't actually, you know, if I can come up with enough characters, or like, it's gonna be like memorable characters, slash like, guest stars, like Adele, Sydney, the obnoxious resident, and then Ava, is who I have currently down there, but if there's anything we can add later, I'll go through it. I'll warn you, like, who's coming up and whatever, so you have a better idea of what's going on. And then, also, I need to give you some of my contact information, and um, as you heard throughout the episode, I kind of had, I was able to incorporate an audio comment this week, and I was really excited to receive that from Erica in Las Vegas, and I will play, th- she left a little bit of a longer one, so I'll play the rest of it after the episode ends, but I would encourage you all to do the same. You can send me an audio. Someone told me my audio thing doesn't work on my numbers website, so I don't know if it works on the Grey's Anatomy website, but I don't really know audio that well. Anyway, the best like audio is good the best way for me to get your audio comments is for you to find a way to record them on your own computer like i use audacity like you could do it that way or whatever program you use and send it to me in an mp3 file or a wave file i pretty much take anything which is good so i would definitely encourage you to do that and it'd be amazing if i could hear what you all have to say and also if you are going to do that I, um, you're going to want and you email it to me, you're going to need my email, which is jlgpodcasting at gmail.com. And I definitely hope you use that for audio comments. And you can just like send in questions, comments, or anything you want, ways to improve. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll reply to anything actually at the, um, for now until like, I'll apply 
reply to all of your emails and that's always been the plan and we're working it like we're doing well with it and it's not going to be like an automated response it's going to try to be like more personal which is good okay anyway um more importantly i'm going to give you the website because if you have the website you're going to be able to find my email you're going to be able to find everything else so um the website is jlg dash grayzanatomy.blogspot.com you can leave a comment there i do believe you have to be a blogger member but i don't really know because i am one so i don't really worry about that but uh so definitely try that out it'll be pretty cool so the website usually like if i'm running late or something it'll have updates on it and maybe if like something really cool like I know when, uh, I didn't post anything for Upfronts because I, who didn't think Grey's Anatomy was going to get picked up, and I kind of posted a little something about private practice getting picked up because I was really, really excited, and, uh, so, it, like, when the TCAs go through, maybe I'll have links and stuff through, stuff to the, uh, when they go on press tour, so that'll be exciting too, so always check the website, there'll be some updates there, um, periodically, besides the, uh, besides the episode updates but then also i want to tell you on the website you there are links on the side and one you can check out my twitter if you ever want to know what i'm doing it's kind of boring like my twitter's not i don't update it as much as i did when i was at school but i update it a lot so if you i mean if you're interested in twitter definitely add me as a friend i had someone do that and it was really exciting but also you can um check out my tv guide blog uh there's a link to that and it's really like i don't really blog on Grey's anatomy but if you're interested in tv in general uh you could read like the different it's called the old the new and the in between and i don't really cover the old and the in between as much as i want because it's finale fever right now um once finale fever's over and all the finales are out i'll start doing more old and in between stuff as well as new stuff so you can like read all about that and what i have to say and i really like blogging on tv guide it's probably it's probably one of the greatest things I've ever done, which is kind of sad. But also, uh, that's pretty much what we've got going on. And I know I said something about like combining podcasts, but I think instead I'm just going to make them a little bit more sparse every two to three weeks, and that way you don't have to like listen to everything else, and that way I don't have to figure out how to make an enhanced podcast. So, sorry, that was a lot of businessy stuff. Um, but again, send in your feedback and your audio comments and all that jazz. And I will be playing them throughout the show. And also, there's one after the ending music-y thing. There's a voicemail that you can, like, check out and listen to. And it's a lot of fun. And just hear what Erica has to say. And I encourage you to do the same. Okay, so everyone, don't forget to send in your feedback. And also, don't forget to have a wonderful week. And I will be back with a new episode in about two weeks over Meredith and Christina. Have a great week. Hi, Jesse. This is Erica in Las Vegas. Um, I love your podcast. I just started listening a few days ago. And the thing that I like about yours that sets it apart from some others is how you recap. I know that a lot of podcasts about TV shows opt out of recapping, saying, you know, well, you saw the episode, you know what happened. But it's always good to kind of have that little refresher, especially when you have a few days to let the episode kind of sink in. Um, And as much as I love the official one, it's nice to get a fan perspective finally about the show. Um, absolutely loved, loved, loved the finale. I cried, I laughed, it was just, it was awesome. I loved it so much. 
Um, I think if Sandra O oh doesn't get an Emmy or a Golden Globe after this season, then there's definitely something wrong with whoever chooses, because she's just phenomenal. I just, I've loved her this whole season, from the beginning when she was dealing with what was going on with Burke until the end when he, you know, left her. Didn't really see that coming. I thought it would be Christina, but I guess in a weird way, he was doing it for her. Uh, I felt so bad for George when he didn't pass his um, intern exam. I had a feeling that it might be him, but I was kind of hoping that it would kind of be another surprise because I guess a lot of people expected him because, you know, in the pilot they said that he barely made it into the program, you know. So I thought it was going to be him or Alex since Alex failed his reviews boards or whatever. Um, I loved how Alex, you know, basically fell for Ava and tried to go hit on Addison, you know, his usual self, and she saw right through him. That's what I just love about her, is that she's just so honest, and she knows, like, what people are all about, and, you know, if she does leave for the, well, she is leaving for the spinoff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really miss her. I've, I've liked her since she came on to the show. Um, it's just, it was awesome. And one thing I guess I can say is I don't think George is gone for good. I think he's going to kind of do what Izzy did at the beginning of this season where he's still kind of around in the background trying to figure out what he wants to do. He's going to sulk and figure out things with Callie and Izzy and everything. And then I think eventually maybe kind of in the beginning of the season or maybe later on he might come back and eventually repeat his intern year. And he might do it just to be supportive, you know, with Meredith because she ended it with McDreamy and, you know, her half-sister now is in the program and all that stuff and it'll just all be kind of weird and I kind of think that there might be a little something that might go on between Derek and uh, Lexi. Uh, I don't know. I hope they won't go in that direction but, you know, it's a great way to kind of, I guess, make her jealous and you know, be with a gray, I guess, if you want to say it like that. Um, and I just really can't wait for the next season, and this summer is going to be brutal, because I watch so much TV, probably too much TV, and, you know, they're all done, and I'm very, very sad, but it was a great way to end the season, and I really can't wait to see what they have in store for us next uh, year. So, I guess that's it. Um, felt really bad for Bailey that she didn't get chief, re chief resident, but I guess, you know, the chief is trying to do her a favor so she doesn't end up like him because she does have a family, and I guess Callie really doesn't. I mean, she has a husband that works at the hospital, or did work at the hospital, so it's kind of easy for her. They don't have a kid. So, I don't know, I think he was just trying to save her from becoming like him. And I'm kind of glad that him and Adele are kind of getting back together and all that. Um, so that's it. I'm looking forward to listening whatever you're going to put out this summer to help me get through the hiatus, I guess, summer hiatus. And um, I will talk to you later. Thanks for doing a great job. I really appreciate it. Bye.